This is Daniel Alfredson, and you're listening to The Sense of From a studio in a giddy nation's capital, welcome to Season 10, Episode 14 of The Sense Columns for Monday, June 27th, 2022. I'm Cardinal, Pan and Canuck are here as well. Normally, when we get together at short notice for some sort of Sense news, we call it an emergency episode. It's not tonight. This is an exaltation episode, because the golden god, the 14-inch hammer, Daniel Albertson, is going into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Praise Alfie! We'll be, yeah, we'll be back to talk about the playoffs, draft, free agency... All that other stuff, later. But at tonight, it's about number 11 and possibly a little bit about LeBreton. Boys, this good news, Senator's news thing, it's kind of becoming a thing. What happened? I kind of like it. Did yeah. something happen and all of a sudden there's good news happening all the time? I can't figure it out. It must be some top-down change or something. So. <laughs> something is... Different. It must. It's the logo change. That's got to be it, right? Is that it? Yeah, it's oh. the logo change. I thought it was maybe the lane being opened on the highway, but that was that's been a while. Yeah. There is a new piece of artwork on the outside of the building, though. Is I there? Drove, yeah. Is there? I drove by last week. I drive by all the time. Ago. Good lord! If you're knows. looking, if you're walking up to Gate One, yeah. So as you're from the Queensway side, it's to the right of. Oh, that. the the advertisement space. It's a new one. Well, no, it almost looks like someone's taken the 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 original 3D logo and kind of zoomed into just one piece of the face. We are the seventh, and it's 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 new though. I haven't seen that before, no, but it's just one piece that. of it. All right, and now maybe maybe I'm misinterpreting. Road trip after the episode. Clearly, <laughs> you live right there. <laughs> I was just thinking that I'm the center towner, and I'm the one driving by the arena that's ten minutes from where we're sitting, and I'm the one breaking news about it. <laughs> yeah, but what else am I going to do out there? Shop for a car that isn't in the parking lot. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I can tell you stories about that shopping for a car that's not there. Yeah, been doing that. Not for Fun me. Stuff. Um, or maybe you want to go to Tanger or whatever. Is there something? What? Oh, I was like, what are you doing? You're trying to get your You want to go to Cabela's for all your outdoor sports and need. No, no. I, I was actually there last weekend, and I was, again, disappointed by what they had. I was looking really? for something. Yeah, yeah. Sail is way better for what I'm looking for, especially fishing. Oh, stuff. fair enough. Okay. Way better. That's just me. That's my opinion. I'm not saying it's an absolute, but for sure. Uh, tonight, Well, there we go goes further. Cabela's as our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you if you're working on them as a sponsor, you got to tell me this in advance. Clearly, because otherwise, I'm just going to spend. I was off. trying to lay one up for you, yeah. and you just <laughs> I I I struck it. Oh, I curved it right out. Yeah. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bobby Margarita Classic Margaritas. Uh, I haven't tried one of these yet, so I'm going to in a moment. Oh. <laughs> Did you take a sip? Have you had a sip of this already? <laughs> I didn't cough though. So that's a good. Thing. No, it's not strong. Not for me. Really? Yeah. Um, well, I've only had one sip, so I, I really shouldn't issue judgment it, it, on it one It does sip. taste like uh, like a classic margarita taste. I think it tastes better over ice, though. It's it's missing, I guess, the salt rim and the excitement, or maybe, I don't know. Okay, for me, it's missing kick. Kick. I, I find it's very it neutral. watery. Yeah. Like, it needs... Uh, some more triple sex, some more tequila, oh. some more lime juice, some more Bobby everything. Heads never coming on this show. <laughs> and there goes our Bobby Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we don't like everything. I just find this a bit 
It's a bit you know, dull. It's, 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 it's just in. It's not as bad as pineapple. Yeah, it's not as bad as pineapple coffee. What? We had the coffee beer too. I was like, this one is good. Oh. <laughs> well, what I, did you these other eleven? <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say I like a good. I can actually enjoy a stout with coffee and dark chocolate flavors to it, but I don't a like a coffee. stout. Oh no, I can drink several stouts okay. in a row. Oh, there's no issue with, with that. coffee in it. Not with coffee in it, but with a stout with coffee and and dark chocolate as the malting flavor itself. Yes, absolutely. That's just me. These are, it's, it it lacks. It needs like, it needs some tequila and some lime and some triple sec. It needs to be more flavorful and less watery. That's my big complaint. But I like my drinks fairly strong. It's It's interesting it's not carbonated. It's curious. It is. I'll give you well, that. Well, it is not carbonated. It's not carbonated. Right? It's most, margarita is not. I think that's what's thrown But out. most of the ones in a can, like the my personal favorite, the Jose the, Cuervo ones, they are, are bubbly. Yeah. But I find they are more flavorful than this. Yep. But that, I haven't compared them side to side, so I don't know. But this is... You get a C plus, Bob. Disappointing. I guess that's... What, there's, with so much buildup, I find it a bit disappointing. Let's go with that. It, it, as disappointing as the new Jurassic Park movie? Non-starter for me. I, okay. I don't know. No, oh, I saw it. Uh, did you? Okay. Have you seen? Yeah, this sucks. I'm going to go to Top Gun for a fifth. Time. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Why have you seen Top Gun more than once? Four. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. I thought you were being work, sarcastic. No, Work from Home is amazing. <laughs> I've only gone once. I haven't seen it. It's and actually, you saw it on Screen X too. The time you went. Yep. You yeah. saw well, it. it's a bit of a gimmick, but so it's, it's kind of fun. It's it's almost like a two seventy degree thing. They so project they on the side on walls the wall. as well to get it's peripheral pretty vision. Pretty cool. Where do you see that? Um, curling. Uh, a couple of them do that. East End. The only one left Britannia? is Curlingwood. Oh, Britannia? Not Curlingwood, but... The, Britannia, the Coliseum. The former Coliseum, yep. Britannia, okay. That's Britannia. Yeah, that's Britannia. Britannia. Well, it's oh, on yeah, Curling. It yes. It's on Curling, but it's not Curling Wood. Oh, really? 270. You see, that might actually get me into a I scene. don't know what other movies I'd want to see yeah. like that, though. Like a driving one, like a racing one, sure. Flying, oh, this Marvel is flying, would be right? Dunkirk. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Dunkirk would have been really good that way. Yep. Although I think you're better off just going IMAX and seeing well, it the I love, extra digital. I think Dunkirk is probably the last movie I saw in the cinema. And it was brilliant. I loved it. Um, I would actually, I still want to go and see Top Gun in the cinema. It's on my list. I would. Of you have to hurry. I'd recommend. I know. Well, no, it's it's still making a lot of money. It's not going to be the part of the Yeah, it's just Jurassic Park took all the big screens. It doesn't have to be the biggest one. <sighs> but that's just me. That was fine. <laughs> just fine. Are you all right? <laughs> I didn't miss it. Uh, well, I think I'm pretty sure what I'm just ignoring what he just said. Yep. But that's all right. So what we're going to do is just 11 minutes and 11 seconds of Phil and then go in. <laughs> sure. Well, we can talk. We have- we we're almost there. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in almost two months, so I have no concept of time. I still have no concept of time. The last episode we did was May tenth. Oh wow, a month and a half. Yeah, but yeah, it's like I totally missed June. Oh, I haven't. It well, I, I I missed it because I didn't get to go fishing. But that's just a bummer. I hear the convoy is coming back yeah. Canada Day. Well, Canada Day. No, they're they're the protesters are trying to come back. They won't get into downtown. Mm-hmm. There will be no, no. <laughs> there will be a much big. That well, let me rephrase. There will be a response to them coming <laughs> this time. <laughs> uh, unlike unlike the first time where there was not a response. We had no idea how big this would be. Parliamentary question period yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't think I think it's going to be a a bit of a 
non-starter. I but I, so. my, it's I was, it's I was loud again. That's I was right. talking uh, with Russell today about this, and we both have a very like a really simple question: What is your purpose of doing this? If you're coming back here to protest. What, what are you protesting? Well, not even what are you protesting. What is the purpose of what you're doing? What are you trying to get? Like, what are you trying to achieve? You're trying to convince people to be on your side about exactly what? There's and, not much left to protest. Well, no, what they and said. We really figured that what this really is is way simpler than that. This is a group of people who like to go around pissing other people off That's because it entertains them when they do that. It's Toronto Maple Leaf fans? Kind of. Okay. But really, they, they're going to come here and disrupt things because they want to piss people off. That's it. Like, what, what else can you possibly achieve from this? Enough about our time these days. We have a special guest. Let's bring him on now. All right, Bruce. So, yeah, so today was a big day for the organization. Um, from what you know, I don't know if you talked to the executives about about the nomination or other people around the league or the committee about um, Daniel Alfredson. But tell us a little bit in regards to, to what you've been seeing and hearing over the last couple of weeks. Well, I think that, you know, there was some energy where Daniel Alfredson was concerned. And I think that's probably maybe what got him in this time. You know, it, it passed over. Uh, for four years. There was no class last year. Uh, this was kind of his fifth time around, and I just kind of felt like if he didn't get in this time, he may have fallen into, the, fallen into that kind of dark hole of players who keep getting passed over. And I don't want to say it was now or never, but I, I just I kind of felt like it might be that way for him. And, um, you know, I think that the, when you get it, when you get elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame, one of the things I've learned about the process from talking to people is somebody has to present on your behalf. And, you know, my understanding was perhaps the last presentation on Daniel Alfredson's behalf maybe wasn't as comprehensive. Uh, and perhaps this time around, the the... The presentation was more comprehensive, and that's what got Daniel Alfredson into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I found it curious that when you look at the four male inductees, you can divide yeah. them into teams in many different ways. And I'm wondering if the fact that you can put the three amazing Swedes together also helped him. Because it was it seemed pretty obvious that the Sedins were almost, I don't want to say a shoe-in, but a really popular choice. And to move to put Daniel with them would make the team of Swedes, and to put Roberto Luongo with them really puts the three Canucks together. And in a lot of ways, the the group of four, no matter how you divide it, makes an awful lot of sense. Could that have helped his his case as well? Yeah, I, I one of these, it's interesting you say that, and and I, and it is, I think it is nice that the the three Swedes are going in together and. And guys who have played together at international competitions and have mutual respect for each other, and obviously a lot of what uh, Roberto Luongo, I know we all look at him as a Florida Panther, but a lot of what he accomplished and where he had success was with the Vancouver Canucks. But, you know, Wayne Scanlon and I were kind of noodling over this the other day, 
And, um, you know, one of the things we're saying is, well, are they going to put three Swedes in at once? And your mind goes to everything in this process because the process is so secretive, right? So everything you and I are talking about today, there's not really, and, and I don't think accountability is the right word because we know who's on the, we know who's on the committee. Um, there's not really, you don't get any glimpse into how it all works. And if you've never been in that room and seen it firsthand, then you don't really understand it. And, and about the only thing I know about the process is what I told you a little bit earlier, but somebody presents on Daniel Alfredson's behalf. There's questions around the room, perhaps to the person who, who made that presentation, some statistical uh, information is exchanged, you know, why he should be in, and then, then a vote is held. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that um, I, I honestly thought, guys, I, I was a little above the opinion that, okay, the Sedins are going to get in because they're going to go in together. Luongo's going to get in because he's fourth all-time in the wins. I kind of felt like maybe there was some Alfred's, uh, pardon me, some energy this year. I even said this for Rod Brindamore, and mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's because he's front and center right now with the Carolina, you know, with the Carolina Hurricanes. But he was passed over, so you just, I guess, all this to say, you just never know. It's a guessing game. I think everybody's happy he's in. I think he deserved to be in. I've always said that, but. You just never know. Bruce, we've noticed a, a lot over the past couple of weeks of promotion from the team for uh, Alfie's candidacy to being selected today. And there's been a lot more media availability of Daniel Alfredson for, for non-hockey reasons in the community. Do you think, uh, are you hearing any rumblings of any uh, potential return to the franchise in any capacity for, for Alfredson? I think it's been discussed internally. Um, I don't know if uh, either Alfredson or the Melnick family uh, are in a position where um, him coming back to the organization uh, would happen. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think th- there's obviously been more visibility with him. I think you know maybe it's something that's that's possible down the road. I, I do think uh, we'll see him at the rink more. You know, he was up in the dressing room, uh, you know, speaking to Brady Kachuk. He went for lunch with Brady Kachuk after the season, or uh, just before the end of the season, to talk about being a captain. Um, you know, I think there may be some interaction with the players. I don't know. I, I think certainly. Um, it's, I think it's something that's being discussed internally. Whether it turns into a job down the road, uh, that would be up to Alfredson and the Senators, and I don't believe either of them are there yet. Now, you also just mentioned in regards to um, Alfredson going for lunch with Brady just uh, as a mentoring role, and I might not have been paying attention to the team that much at the time when, when Alfie was just coming up in the league. But from what I recall, and like just going back, like of course Alfredson mentored um, Carlson as well. But who mentored Alfie? 
Um, I I would guess Randy Cunningworth. Mm-hmm. You know, in those in those early years, you know, Randy Cunningworth was the the captain at the time, and I think that he would have been a guy who who perhaps mentored Alfie a bit a little bit and showed him a way around the National Hockey League. Um, I mean, as you know, he was named captain after Alexi Ashen sat out uh, that that year. Um, but I, I would think, you know, a guy who Daniel Alfredson learned a lot from would be a guy like Randy Cunningworth, who was a total pro. Um, I think when when you look at those teams, they weren't very good at that time. And, and let's not forget that when Alfredson came into the National Hockey League, I may have this wrong, Dave, but it was he 22 yeah. years old, right? I think drafted 22, 22 or 23. When yeah. Well, his first yeah, season so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, he was 21 years old when he was drafted because I looked at that today. But So when he came into the National Hockey League, so he'd already played five years in Europe. He was already a mature player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had to learn the whole language and everything of being in Canada. But... Um, you know, in the lifestyle in Canada. But one of the things I admired about Alfredson when he was a rookie was that, you know, a lot of the players lived in Canada. Daniel Alfredson at that time was one of the few players who lived downtown. And he he lived downtown because he wanted to get a flavor for the city and a flavor for Canadian life, right? And he rented a place, I think it was just off Elgin Street. You know, and, and, you know, people would see him at the coffee shops down there and, and whatnot, or, you know, out having dinner. And and um, I, I think that, that that's one thing that kind of helped him in the community. Uh, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the guys just went home to their families in Canada, but at that point, Daniel Alfredson would go downtown and, you know, spend time with DB there. Okay. Interesting that you bring it downtown. Um, so... It, it took 30-ish years for us to get, well, I guess Hosa was in there and Hasek so had a yeah. cup, of, cup of coffee with us. Who's the next senator to go to the Hall of Fame? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, you, you have to think at some point Eric Carlson will. But is he, you know, when he goes in, will he be a senator? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think that, that it would be a stretch for me to think of anybody else at this point. I will say that the one person I would have would have loved to have seen go in today, and, and no offense intended to the builder that did go in, is you know I I would love to you know um, I'd love to see Brian Murray go in at some point. Um, I, I'd like to see Brian Murray go in as a as a builder. Uh, I think that um, you know you think of the number of teams that Brian was with, the the lifetime he spent in hockey. Um, the, the way that he conducted himself, the way he was as a uh, as a successful general manager and a successful coach, you know, I he he took the uh, took. We we're talking about this last night, uh, Maria and I. You know, he took the Florida Panthers to the Stanley Cup final against the Avalanche in 1996. He took the Anaheim Ducks to the Stanley Cup final. What was it, guys, in 2003? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, basically built the team that that uh, Brian Burke, you know, won a Stanley Cup with over Ottawa in 2007, and and you know, and and coached that team to the finals. So, um, you know, I think that that 
that that's the next guy. I'd like to see Dave as for players. Yeah. I, you know, uh, uh, Eric Carlson's the only one that comes to mind. Um, but but I I don't you know I'm not going to sit here and say that your favorite player Josh Norris is going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> not I'm just I'm not quite willing to say that over that uh, that after only one or two seasons. It finished. might be a little premature, but ne- Pens but never. But if you stick with yeah. me, yeah. You know, <laughs> Pan's never one to wait for something. He wants it right away. So I yeah, understand yeah. your. I understand where the still question's coming from. Just wait till that's done. Then it's going to be all about Tim Stutzla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, good. Maybe by then I'll spell his name with an umlaut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I just explain? This is our style. Okay. This is. Oh. You know, we don't spell. We don't spell Dusseldorf with an umlaut. Okay. So if we don't spell the, the great name Dusseldorf, you know, the great city of Dusseldorf with an umlet, yep. with all due respect to Mr. Stutzla, we won't be using an umlet in his name either. Yeah, that's, uh, was it Canadian press policy? Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. All right. But well, I will tell you that CP spells it, CP spells it without the umlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. No, no E, though. So maybe that's our next step. We we just bend the rules a little bit and take out the E. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well. Very likely you don't know the hotkeys for it anyways. Yeah. All right, Bruce. Well, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> well, it was good to talk to you guys. Yep. Nothing right. about the downtown arena. That's our next episode. This yeah, one's just we, about Alfie. We're bumping that one. All right. No, I. you know what? It's, it's, it's seriously, it's been a really good day, I think, for the city. Uh, I think there's a bit of a sense of relief that uh, Daniel Alfredson has been elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And, and you know, guys, um, I, I think that uh, uh, already looking forward to uh, Hockey Hall of Fame weekend in Toronto in November because I think it's going to be very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been to one of those induction ceremonies. I didn't get to go when uh, Roger Nielsen went in and I wasn't. Uh, able to go when when Brian Kilray went in, so I think this would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, especially with the layover that they've had for the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Bruce. Well, thanks so much. All right, you guys have a good night. Yeah, maybe have we'll a talk nice to you after the beer. after what? Exactly. All right. All right. Text me tomorrow and let me know what time uh, if Josh Norris is signed. Will do. <laughs> I'll call the house. And, yeah, and uh, Dave. Pan. Yeah, okay, starting July 1. Yep. You have permission to call the house. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> if there's anything good that goes down after midnight. Okay, so like when they sign Dylan Gambrell. <laughs> I'll, I'll be on the horn. Yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> All right, see you All right have a good one, guys. Good night. Take care. Thanks to Bruce uh, Garriott for giving us some of his time on what's probably been a pretty busy week uh, weeknight for him. Always good to get extra perspective. I'm still giddy about good senators' news. It's, yeah, it's really it, I, I whatever the opposite of grinding my gears is. Clutching my gears? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can let that one go, but I threw it out there for you. Um, I'd have gone with greasing. That's right. I. It's really. It's it's such Spit a great feeling it, that it's up. and it's been quite a while. Yeah. Since yeah. we've had this kind of great feeling. What was the last one? Obviously, LeBreton. Well, no. Well, that is a, well, we pretty much expected yeah, that. Yeah, we, we, well, 
We were hoping it would happen, but hearing that it actually is moving forward. Well, I was going to go to the. Well, that was 2017, the hamburger they run? No, 2017 no, was, was uh, semifinals. Semifinals. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Well, when when did. Maybe Matt Duchesne? Yeah. When they got Matt Duchesne? Really. Like, well, when, we lost Juris, so. when did Alfie sign the one day contract? Years. That was before years, that. Years, when yeah. was his number that retired? That was when he retired. 2016. 2016. 2016. So it was a 2017 season. 2016, 2016. Okay, so, so that it was that year and then the Miles playoff run. Stone-Alfredson event, at least the semifinals. Book it. All right. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're in the semifinals this coming season. Like, yeah, what oh, the yes. hell? <laughs> oh, yes. I will not time. protest that whatsoever. Not at all. I'm just, it just feels really good. It feels good, yeah. I never thought he was going to make it in. I thought it was going to be the Toronto bias and everything. I was... Combined. Just imagine the boos are going to rain and down that's, in Toronto. That's a problem that I'm going to have. Who cares? That's... It'll showing how incredibly class-less Leafs fans are. And that's all it's going to... And it's going to show the world that. Yeah. Everybody watching this, they're going to see, oh... What a bunch of classless jerks these people are. I just thought of something. I, I said booze. It reminded me. Yeah. Congratulations to Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup. But you notice there was no booze because Bettman didn't come out to present the cup. No. Well, yeah. you see, there's a conspiracy theory going around about that. Oh. Yes. Because uh, uh, not Roger Goodell. That's the NFL. The chair, the, the, his equivalent in the, the NBA. NBA one, yeah. He wasn't there either. So really, oh, really, you're yeah. sending the deputies out to to not get well, booed or COVID. Some, well, yeah, they both did, so, oh. but it's a strange coincidence, don't you think? It's yeah. Very peculiar. Who knows? Can't say. You used to do your neck thing, kind of like what what uh, Batman does. My my neck's a mess. So okay, oh. um, like bad. <laughs> but it was a I, yes, no booze. It was Bill. Da- I I would approve of Bill Daly presenting the the uh, Stanley Cup from here on out. Or whatever he becomes, I'm sure. Uh, from here on out, I would approve of this message uh, perfectly. I have no issue from with it whatsoever. No, I yeah I. But Colorado, okay, hey, yeah. they played. I miss the guy. Granny passed away, but the guy that would run the second the second day of the draft, he would not mess around. <laughs> hmm? What? Sorry. For um, because you know, like Gary Mapping comes up to the podium, says, "Who's the next pick?" We have an announcement for you. Yep, I think you're going to hear this one. So the guy that used to run it, I think he, he must have been director of scouting, something like uh-huh. or of whatever for, for the league. He was there forever, and he was just like, "Chicago, you're up. Let's go, Chicago." <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's the way it should be. It was amazing. Don't if we don't that. need to waste time on this sort of thing. There's a lot to get Almost through. Almost an auctioneer is what, wild. Well, no, you're not the center of attention, so yep. say what you need to do. Go pull a Tim Murray, right? Uh, yeah, uh, we, we yeah, choose this do. guy and this guy. That good. Let's go. That's fine. I don't. Oh sure, I'll do it. it. All right, might, might get a little buzz here and listen. Ow! Right on. Oof, that's that's live. That's great. <laughs> that's live. Where? Need a ground lift on it. I think. Um, I'm hungry. We got a voicemail, so yeah. should we grind gears? Let's and... grind gears and get out of here then, sure. All right. You know what really grinds my gears? Having the volume up wow, too loud? that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. Hi, kids. <laughs> here, we got a voicemail. Okay, we'll start with that. Hey, guys, it's uh, CBN calling. You know what really grinds my gears? 
Well, not much now because uh, good old Daniel Alverson got into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Can't wait for November. Um, yep, that's it. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> it's really hard to have something grind your gears on a day this good, mm-hmm. to be completely honest. I have a really good grind gears thing, but I should probably just save it now. Well, yeah, we'll be your call. Yeah, it's too heavy. Okay. I have, I'll, I'll save my, I'll save my heavy one. I'll just use my, my, my light one. I have two listed. Um, the light one is what really grinds my gears is people who have vehicles with start stop systems, right? So you roll up to a, a, a stoplight and your engine shuts off and then oh, you yes. go to take your foot off the brake, your engine starts and away you go. Yes. So it's a fuel that. saving thing. Uh, not really because it's a hybrid. It's a so, hybrid. So no, it's, it's more for bigger engined things oh, okay. to try and save gas idling at a stoplight. But you wear out your starter. <laughs> well, you wear out your starter. That's number one. But it's the people who are impatient and they keep rolling their car forward while the light is still red. Oh, because they don't want it to turn off. Well, I don't think it's because they don't want to turn it off. Trying. But I think they're not thinking. Oh, every time I take my lighten my foot up to roll forward because I'm impatient, my car starts again, and then ten seconds later it stops. And then they roll for it again, and it starts again, and then shuts off. So, you know, <laughs> if your car is restarting itself four times while sitting at a stoplight, it's really not a fuel savings. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> Never mind the wear and tear on your starter. Yeah. Why bother? If, you, if you're that Im, impatient, why do you even bother with this system? Oh, because you think you're doing the right thing. Just because rolling up to a bl- red light helps it, like rolling forward and rolling forward helps it change faster. Kind of like hammering the button in the elevator makes it come sooner. Mm-hmm. me crazy. Actually, I'll, I'll take a stab at mine, but I'll, I'll keep it non-specific. Uh, what grinds my gears? And by the way, like we, we always do this at the end of a show. And most of the time, I don't have stuff that grinds my gears. I'm trying to think of something. But as I was driving here, like, oh, yeah, that's a good one I could talk about. This one actually does grind my gears. Is... Uh, and I'm going to keep it generic because that's really what I'm getting at is lately over the past few years, there is this tendency in society. You see it all over social media, but you see it all over outside social media too, to be binary on every issue possible. And everything, yes or no, everything's black or white, black or white. Now, if you want to here, I'll just insert some examples, but I'm trying to keep it high level Republican or Democrat. You are one side of the fence or the completely other side. There's no in between. You are either for this. You're against this. You can do your peer probably have impression there. Yes. Or yes no, or no, Mr. Mr. Private. Private. Yeah. Like that. And every issue is divisive. And I don't remember seeing it. Is it just because I'm older and I'm paying more attention? Or is it just no, because it's... No, it's because the world it's, is becoming very polarized. There right. is no gray area. There is no listening to the other the side. side. There is no compromise. There is no working together. It's right. us or them. Everything is that way. So, or it's becoming that way, I should say. because that wins... But game. it's dividing people like crazy on issues that weren't... They don't care. Well, somebody it, doesn't care for sure. And it comes out like this. Algorithm hasn't helped that. Algorithm no. hasn't helped. No, you get the echo chambers. And the other thing is, I see this, and I'm not thinking of a specific example, so don't get anyone's knickers in the knot. I'm just, I might pull up some recent examples. I've seen this on LinkedIn, and it goes like this. <laughs> Unfollow me if you disagree with this, but blah, 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 blah. I don't care what the issue is. Whatever the issue is, right. like... Really? Or, and then I think even Pink was like, uh, this is on the abortion issue, was uh, like, don't listen to my songs if you don't agree with da 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 Yeah, she tweeted something like that the other right. day. Right. And, and it, I'm not getting specific on any one issue, but the point is like, 
you are further causing division by separating yourself from people that don't agree with you on any specific issue. Oh, yeah. It's not a one-sided thing. It, and <laughs> it's like, it is so annoying. It grinds my gears that people can't talk, agree to disagree, probably learn something about the other side and where they're coming from and come to a really, at least a reasonable conclusion or at least a reasonable respect for each other. But here's where I'm going to, I'm going to throw a curve. I might get myself in trouble. There's just a, a random thought. So everybody wants to be binary, except the cultural norm now when it, when it comes to genders is they don't want to be binary. They want to be, uh, they want to identify Ooh, however the they want side. to be. That's right? in a very oh, specific okay. segment of society. Uh, usually no, one but, younger than us. Right. But th <laughs> there's an example of not wanting to identify a black or white, a yes or no, whatever binary issue, one or zero because kind of thing. It, it was never True. non, it was never not non-binary before. And and the and other, other things that aren't binary were never binary were, are because well, they were and then, <laughs> the, it's a pendulum swing really. And the people yes. who are hyper everything has to be binary are the people who are objecting to people who are declaring themselves to be non-binary binary when it, it comes to no gender. Has no impact on them. No. Well, no, it has no impact on them, but they can use it as a rallying point. Yes. However, right. the two things I would say to you is yes, I agree. And the thing that people are not interested in doing is not agreeing to disagree. The people thing are not interested in, in doing is finding common ground yes mm -hmm. yes because i got into a discussion like this recently at work and i decided i was going to throw a curve at them and what i said was <laughs> well you tell me how i should vote in the next election mm -hmm. i am a social liberal and i am a fiscal conservative <laughs> there's no party for you <laughs> where, where do i go with that and i said and they said, "Well, you're just you're just trying to confuse things." And I said, no, "No, it's a it's a question no. because you're making everything absolute and I'm making it gray. So you're telling me I should vote this particular way, but that only feeds part of what I just described. So how do I wrap myself around that? Yep. When there's nobody that represents the stance that I just declared." Because and I declared this stance because it would be great for this argument that we're having. By the way, yeah, um, there's nothing that, nothing that represents that. No, nope. so not what, anymore. What do I do? Not anymore. What, and it used what to, should it I do? Used to. Are you telling me I have to change the way I am to fit in somebody else's perspective, or are you telling me that there's some sort of this perspective and this perspective that might fit into this, that, or the other thing? Yep. And this is a problem with and, the elections everywhere. We're choosing the best of the worst. The best of the world? The one yeah. that's the least the one that's least unpalatable. Correct. Yes. I'm gonna take this out of politics for a second because it's so obvious when you get into politics, but let's take it into so there's that. There's the people want a binary, and I say binary in the sense of zero or one, true or false, yes or no. Like that it's, co yeah. it's coming from a programmer. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget this <laughs> the, the other thing the other thing this is, is going somewhere else. No, no. People <laughs> are um also very quick to jump on one side of that binary choice, the mm -hmm. one or zero, uh, without really going far into it, just based on crowdsourcing of information. Mm -hmm. And then they jump passionately into one side of it. Yep. And let's take politics out. Let's go into Sen's Twitter, for an example. True. Uh, the gentleman we just talked to on the phone, very polarizing thoughts as to his validity or something. And it all it is is just like two or three no-name like us bloggers that are just saying something. And then people jump on it. 
Like, why are we doing this? Why does everything have to be black or white or red or green or whatever you want to say? Yep. Ones or zeros. And I don't get well, that, that's where it's a big coming thing. from. So you, you didn't use a hashtag. So that meant that he was against Alfie going to the hall. Oh, did, was that coming up? Too? Oh, absolutely. It's like this, 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 you're just a Melnick shell carrying the water for the last time. Okay. We heard him tonight. He just has a different way to approach. Well, he's also older than the Twitter crowd. The, and that's also the Twitter crowd that we see. I was going to say, that's the Twitter crowd, which is the small vocal minority, which is it consistently is. negative. It is. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. They are consistently negative because that's the cesspool they live in. Right. Which is inexplicable to me. I can't understand how people like to be. Who li- I can't understand how people like to be that negative. Yeah. It's deflecting. And we're deflecting all, from we're well, all is, hypocrites too, right? Including those, the last two years have not been like you can easily, and I, I blunt myself in. I admit I'm a hypocrite sometimes too, but you'll see someone. I'm not thinking of a specific person, so if you're listening to this and think I'm talking about you, I'm not. But I have seen things where someone will say, I will never step foot into the USA because of some decision they made down there, right? And you know, they think they're taking this big pious stand. Fast okay. forward a period of months, and they'll be down there on a concert, right? So yeah, you know, like we're all hypocrites, right? And it, yeah, well, it, I'd uh, like to think I'm not, but <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly we because I don't make rash decisions like that. But right. anyway, so November, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> November. What you going to Vegas in November? Yep. Is that where the Hockey Hall of Fame ceremony is? No. Oh, you yeah. want to Hockey Hall of Fame is always in Toronto. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, fair enough. Oh, I just got an interesting bit of information I'm going to have to share with you, but that do. Okay, okay. Then, after okay, afterwards. All right, there, there's my very lighthearted, wasn't it? <laughs> no, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good rant because it's so true. And it's so telling about the way the world is these days. Yeah. Is everything is supposed to be black or white, but don't you bear... If you choose zero, yeah. when I know that one is correct, then... You I don't know, want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> hell shall fall down upon thine head. Um, right, whatever. Next question. We will be back before too, too long. We're not sure if we're going to be back right after the draft or if we're going to wait for UFA season. Josh Norris signing tomorrow? Is that what we heard? Josh Norris signing. You never know. We might have to do another Exaltation episode. We will be back. (laughs) I don't even know what that one is. You like it. Exaltation? Come on. on. Uh, It was the best I could come up with in the drive on the way out here. Define exaltation. Here's the definition of exaltation. A feeling or state of extreme happiness. There you go. Does that work for you? Now, so Google can improve, let me make sure I heard you correctly. I think you said, define exaltation. Was that right? Yes. Don't you dare set an alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Selfie. Does that work for you? There you go. We'll be back before too long. We're just not exactly sure if we're going to wait until after free agency, if we're going to come back after the draft, which is only next week. So it won't be another six or eight I'm weeks. I'm hoping they trade the pick so we don't really have much to talk about. <laughs> well, if they trade the pick, then there might be a player coming in that True. gives us something to talk about. Or maybe who knows what's going on. Hot send summer. That, now, there it is. Buyouts, Hot send summer. Buyouts have to happen I believe before they start, UFA season? It was 48 hours since the cup final from what I read. So that would be either tomorrow or the day after. Okay. And when's free agency start? The draft is next week. Free agency is the week after that? and 7th or something. And then free agency is on the 13th, I believe. Okay, so basically a week later. Got it. So we may be back in early July or we may be back in mid-July or late July if you know, our 
schedules don't coincide <laughs> before I go away fishing in August. Yes. Yay for me. Smash that subscribe button and ring the little bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Smash the, yeah. Subscribe and hit the button. Hit the bell. Um, and if you'd like to send a, and if your name in the comments yeah. if you'd like to uh, <laughs> if you'd like to send us money you can do that from our website at sendscollops.com you can send us you can send us an email at podcast at sendscollops.com you can also send us a voicemail like we heard tonight at 1-844-SCUSENS talk about your thoughts about Alfie talk about your thoughts on the draft free agency what t- things you'd like the team to do between now and the start of the next season player moves whatever let us know until then on behalf of Panic and Uck, I'm Cardinal. Thank you very much for listening. Praise Alfie. Good night. Ja, 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 Jared Cowan. 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 It's a wrap. <laughs>